Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash clay and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Again, puretalk.com slash clay to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in. Final hour Thursday edition. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. I appreciate all of you hanging out with us. So does Buck. We appreciate uh, the fact that you guys have been such fantastic supporters of the show throughout the year. Want to continue to emphasize, check out clayandbuck.com for all the latest news with the show and ensure that you have gone and subscribed. You can search out my name, Clay Travis. You can search out Buck Sexton's name. And you can go give us five stars. Dub will read those reviews on iTunes. And uh, also, we would encourage you to go follow us on Twitter as well as follow the show. I think we're basically on every social media platform, Clay and Buck. Uh, you can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter for sure, where there is now some freedom. And Buck, you mentioned this, uh, and we've been taking calls and discussing it, but I think it's such an important fact that that I want to give the direct data. Uh, now that all these 2022 numbers are out, it actually is the case that if Republicans had just voted consistently for the Republican ticket on the same level that Democrats were willing to vote consistently for the Democrat ticket, we would have won everything. And I want to hit you with this these data points. House races versus Senate races. Pennsylvania House members won by two points statewide. Lost the Senate race by five to the Democrat side. Arizona, House races, won by two points. Lost Senate races by five. In Georgia, won the House race by five, lost the Senate race by one. Nevada, won House races by three, lost the Senate race by less than one. What in the world happened? I I just, it's easy to point to independents and Democrats, I think, if you are a Republican, or you can even say everything is rigged and there's no way we're ever going to win because we certainly hear a lot from, from that crew. But the truth of the matter is, Republicans won 51-48 the national popular vote. If Republicans had had this same level of support, would have won 297 electoral votes. 
to kind of put that into context, would have won Wisconsin, would have won Pennsylvania, would have won Arizona, would have won Georgia, and would have won Nevada. Basically win every toss-up state. It's Republicans not getting Republican votes locked down that caused this not to be a red wave. And I think that's much more interesting conversation than just being able to blame external factors. And Buck, you asked a good question. And I'll toss it out here for this final hour of the show today. If you split your ticket for some reason in these competitive states, why'd you do it? I've got a theory, Buck. I think there are a lot of squishy Republicans, particularly who live in the suburbs. Maybe a lot of them, women, who enjoy, and I think there's a lot of men too, who enjoy pretending that they aren't Republicans, and if they say that they voted for both a Republican and a Democrat, they feel better about themselves in a way that Democrats never do. There's no Democrat out there who feels better. Think about this. If they say, well, I voted the whole Democrat ticket except I voted for this one Republican, I think Republicans are way more worried about seeming moderate than Democrats are about seeing moderate. And I think what happens, seeming moderate, I think what happens is these turncoat, split vote people are bragging about it, and that's what goes on. Do you buy into my theory there? I think that's definitely a part of it. It it is the case that, I mean, I used to joke that in New York City, libertarians were just conservatives who wanted to have friends at cocktail parties, you know? (laughs) Because if you, you're like, oh, I'm not, I'm not a conservative. I'm, I'm just, you know, I believe in limited government and low taxation and, yes. you know, socially liberal and I'm a libertarian. Legalize all the weed. I mean, I came across that a lot, you know, college yeah. years. And then afterwards in New York City, you would get people who were like, I'm a libertarian. I'm like, well, you are, cause you say you are, but you actually agree with the Republicans on like 90% of things. So it's interesting. You're a, anyway. Uh, and there is obviously some crossover there between the GOP and the Libertarian Party um, in, in terms of policy platform. There's some some crossover. I, I think, Clay, that the unfortunately, there was a micro-targeting in the 2022 election of looking at people who were kind of, let's say, McCain Republicans. You know, in Arizona specifically, that's a, that's oh, yeah. a thing. And speaking ill of John McCain as a Republican in Arizona is... Still unwise. Um, That is not a good idea because there are a lot of people that are very in that state. I know this might, you know, surprise people in other states, but it's, it's true. And, and the, the numbers, the data reflects this. They're still very fond of John McCain and his service to their state for many years. So I, I think that for people who were in the more moderate, uh, wing of the Republican party in their own thinking, all the stuff about the insurrection, all the stuff about, uh, the constant, oh my gosh, you know, Dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria had an effect, uh, had an effect not on a lot of people. I mean, obviously, those CNN hearings were absurd to most people who were looking at more important issues in their day to day lives. But if you were one of those moderate Republicans, notice is moderate Democrat even really a thing you ever hear? You don't even really hear moderate Democrat a lot. Occasionally, you'll hear a little bit with, um, uh, you know, West Virginia's uh, mansion, who I think is about to be an independent, Kristen Cinema. Independent Christian cinema. Uh, so I do believe that there was uh, a social pressure exerted because here's who really it was college educated white voters. That's what I'm saying. Who were Republicans who did not vote for. And you see, let we keep saying ticket splitting. 
They didn't want to vote for Mastriano. They didn't want to vote for Carrie Lake. They didn't want to vote for Herschel Walker. I mean, you, you can see who they, they decided, I won't do it. I won't do it. And now we have to figure out why is that? And I think that is a question that Republicans need to answer. Now, Mastriano, you might say, was just a really tough ticket for Pennsylvania. But when I look at Carrie Lake in particular, I say, my goodness, she's a stud. And you can argue out there in Arizona, 17,000 vote difference, whatever the final number ends up being. But I think, Buck, I look at these states, and I can look at Maricopa County, women in Scottsdale, right? A lot of women in Scottsdale making decisions. You look at uh, Atlanta, and you get out to the Marietta, the suburbs, a lot of suburban women making choices there. You look in suburban Philadelphia, suburban Pittsburgh, where these races are basically being won are with, to your point, suburban college-educated voters who are persuadable. Why is it that if you are a Democrat, you run out and you vote for John Fetterman, who clearly was not a good candidate, straight down the line, right? There were not very many people who were splitting Democrat tickets to abandon John Fetterman. There were a lot of people who were splitting tickets and abandoning Herschel Walker or not supporting Blake Masters and Carrie Lake. Why is that? Because I think it's way more challenging to have to be trying to decide your own house. You know, it's like uh, people sit around all the time, Buck, and they're terrified of being murdered. And most of the time you're going to get murdered by somebody you're really close with. And it's way more scary to people that it's going to be some external factor that they can't control. But the reality is, like every Lifetime movie, your threat is typically in your house. What I just want people to think about is this. The threat to not winning election in 2024 may not be Democrats. You know they're going to say bad things about you. It may not be independents. They may I decide to break for you. might be inside of your own house. And that's a more difficult conversation. This just took a very dark turn, Mr. Clay Travis. I'm I'm just saying that's a more difficult conversation, right? That the reason why you're not succeeding is not because of some external factor. It's because your own house is a mess. And I think that's what Republicans have to think about. I I think that there's an obligation for people who really care and and follow these things closely and, and have the ability to try to help direct the conversation nationally to say we got to figure out what we what we do to win in 2024 because just going with what we got right now in terms of approach and messaging it's not enough. Yeah. It's not enough. So what does that look like? I don't know. I don't pretend to have all the answers, but I do know when when we're dealing with a level of of insufficiency, you know, when was the last time you heard a Republican, any Republican talk about health care? When was the last time you heard a Republican, any Republican talk about something specific to grow the economy i mean how, how did not to make this about trump i'm actually not tr- thinking about trump as i'm saying this specifically how did trump get so much uh, support in 2016 he talked about offshoring of jobs a very real thing the destruction of american manufacturing a very real thing the men and women of america who feel left behind by the globalization of the economy which just enriched oligarchs in silicon valley and some other places of the coastal corridors Real stuff that mattered. Trade agreements that hurt the American worker, that hurt American farmers. Remember, people forget about this. Trump got 
billions of dollars for American farmers when they were faced with uh, issues coming out of uh, out of the China trade. Uh, China trade, I won't say war, but, you know, back and forth that we had. So uh, there just needs to be a focus on how we how we fix these things, because I think also there was way too much in this past year. There was the look at what a crappy job Democrats are doing. Okay, yeah, but you got to tell people how you're going to fix it. Yeah. You know, you got to tell people how you make it better. It's not enough to merely say because the other what happens is you're seeing this in some cities, by the way, Clay. The Democrats are starting to quietly start to do a little more of the stuff that Republicans have said you got to do. Like, you need more cops. Yeah. You need to enforce the law. Now, depends on the city, and they're not doing it nearly as much as they should, but they start to take that ground and and act like this was their idea. You're right. And, and one thing that it's not going to be, and I think this is important for everybody out there listening, it's not going to be by arguing they're stealing all the elections. Because if you look at 2022, we won, Republicans did, 51-48 nationwide. That's the reality. And if you look at the close races that we lost, we lost because Republicans are splitting their ticket more than Democrats are. So how do you get that R column to be as committed as the D column is? That's how you win in 24. And that, to me, is the existential question, the essence of what 24 is going to be about. Who makes that more likely? Who can do it? Take some of your calls. We'll discuss it. But that is what the results now are showing now that we know they're all out there. I want to tell you, it's an awful story. Two Mississippi police officers, ages 34 and 23, were shot and killed yesterday while doing a welfare check at a Motel 6. These two brave heroes won't be coming home to their families for the holidays. Tunnel to Tower supports our men in blue. They got started after 9-11 when the founder lost his firefighter brother, Stephen, in the towers that day. 2,977 people were killed and people are still losing their lives due to 9-11 related illnesses. But there's a whole generation of younger Americans, our kids, that know little to nothing about 9-11. In fact, only two states have passed laws mandating this history be taught in schools, Tennessee and Arizona. That's why the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute's essential. It gives educators access to nonfiction 9-11 resources for grades K-12, to which includes scripted social studies lessons and activities, plus the Institute provides the nonfiction Discovering Heroes series of books to accompany the curriculum. They've also built a mobile exhibit, a high-tech 83-foot tractor trailer, transforms into an 1,100-square-foot interactive museum with 9-11 artifacts. To help them make sure that none of us ever forget, we must educate future generations. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel the Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. They're here to shed light on the truth every day. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. 
Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Team, I have a confession to make here on Clay and Buck. You all know I'm uh, I'm an engaged man, lovely Carrie, and... Sometimes I'm finding out in life, you know, you make, you got to make some, some compromises. You know, you can't just do exactly what you want. So I can't just find the latest show about Vikings running around with their axes and, and hacking at, you know, evil villagers or whatever. We got to find something that we can both watch occasionally. Late at night, we finished all of our work and our workouts and cooking dinner. And you know, you know how it is. There's a long preamble to tell you all that. I did find myself in a position where for the for the uh you know health and growth of our relationship we, we watched a little of the of the Meghan Markle hair Terry uh, Netflix. I knew I told you this buck. I said as soon, you lived as a single man for 40 years and you made fun of everybody out there who cared about the uh the royals and uh, and all their drama. And that show has only been out for like three days, and already you're watching the Harry and Meghan special. Uh, look, Clay, you know how many I was episodes cornered. did you watch? I was My understanding is there I was, are three. I was deep behind enemy lines here. You know, she makes great chocolate chip banana bread. I, I, I needed to. You know, I had to do what I had to do. Clay, it was there was no way around it. You know, she says we're gonna watch it. We're gonna watch it. Um, and so, anyway. Wait, I, how many well, it hours is, hor- is is this show? By the way, I don't know. I, I, I literally watched it. We watched like the first. It's many episodes. It's, it's a like a multi multi episode documentary. It is horrifically boring. But I will I will point this out because one, it's it's a huge phenomenon. There are tens of millions of people that are watching this. 
If you read the Daily Mail, which is one of my favorite news websites, it is the number one thing the Daily Mail is covering right now is all this, you know, royal family drama. Just to be clear, I think the royal family, the British people should take themselves more seriously and the royal family should be abolished. That's my position. I still hold to that. But Clay, Andrew Tate, who is very well known for being booted off the Internet, he's a, I don't know, he's just kind of a self-help. Uh, and a, he, he's uh, people have described him as um, he was a UFC like, fighter initially, right? Yeah, That's how he it's like if, if Jordan Peterson was a UFC fighter and cursed a lot more, it might be a little bit like Andrew Tate. Here he is, though, speaking about the Meghan Markle uh, Prince Harry situation. We bleeped out some of the stuff, but this was this was the uh, the one and only Andrew Tate on the situation. Listen to this. I feel compelled to comment on this Meghan and Harry documentary. Why is nobody pointing out the obvious? As usual, Andrew Tate, the man who has to get canceled for saying water is wet, I'm just gonna say. The basic premise is that Meghan and Harry are innocent and the royal family is guilty and bullying them and picking on them and that England as a whole has bullied them and picked on them. The reason being because they are racist. Why is nobody else saying that Meghan Markle isn't black? She's whiter than me. Not only is she whiter than me, she's whiter than the current Prime Minister of the UK. She's whiter than the Mayor of London. She's not even black. Why is nobody talking about this? The fact she's pulling the race card is absolutely and utterly insulting to every dark-skinned person who has ever genuinely suffered from racism, ever. Uh, well, could we talk about this? Because yeah, uh, we, when we come back, we should talk about this. I'll tell you this, Buck. My 12-year-old, because I was asking you this off air, loves Andrew Tate. Watches all of his YouTube videos, is obsessed with him, has been saying to me, and he never says this, can you guys please get Andrew Tate on your radio show? He would be so good. And I asked you, would you be nervous if your 12-year-old was watching all the clips? There's a lot of cursing, but there are probably worse things he could be watching I on think YouTube, a lot of the stuff imagine. he says, I, I, gotta, I put myself in the pro-Tate category. I think a lot of the stuff he says is very valid and very worth hearing, so... We'll have to put out the bat signal and get uh, Andrew Tate to come on and join us at some point. We'll take that that issue up in a second here of, really? She, Meghan Markle claiming racial grievance? This is interesting. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to that. But here's a gift idea for the gun owners in your life. We know it's Christmas time, Hanukkah time. Time to keep those skills sharp out on the range, my friends. It's called Mantis X. It's a firearms training system that is no ammo. It's an all-electronic way to improve your shooting accuracy. It simply attaches to a firearm like a weapon light. Any gun owner can use it at home or at the range instead of going through lots of expensive ammunition, and you can still improve your shot accuracy. How about this? 94% of all Mantis X users improve their accuracy after spending just 20 minutes with this device, and it's a lot of fun to use. I've got one at home myself. Get it set up. You'll see exactly what I mean. You'll get positive feedback with real-time data that guides you through drills and courses. Military-grade technology for you at an affordable price. Get this gift for yourself or for the gun owner in your life. Start improving your shooting accuracy today. Go to MantisX.com. That's M-A-N-T-I-S-X.com. Welcome back in, Clay and Buck. Our friends at Hillsdale College wish you and yours a happy and blessed Christmas and a healthy and prosperous new year. Since Hillsdale's founding in 1844, they've taught their students by precept and example the teachings and practices of the Christian faith. The college continues this mission in its classrooms and nationwide through its educational outreach efforts. So this Christmas season, our friends at Hillsdale want to thank you for your kindness toward the college. The professors and administration connect with people through their exceptionally well-done online video series. This month, no different. 
they've prepared a special video featuring their sacred music choir singing a little town of Bethlehem in their Christ Chapel at the heart of campus in Hillsdale, Michigan. When you visit hillsdale.edu slash Christmas, you can see and hear the choir, view many other free resources to help you celebrate the season. What you'll find online will be uplifting and inspiring. That's hillsdale.edu slash Christmas. Merry Christmas from Hillsdale to all of you and certainly from us as well. So, Buck, as we went to break, we were playing this Andrew uh, Tate discussion about Meghan Markle. You were talking about this Netflix series that everybody is is watching. It's certainly very popular. And this is the truth. What percentage of people... Do... Gone to that part yet, but that's the, that's the, the big bombshell allegation. Yes. So what percentage of people in England... If they hadn't been told Meghan Markle is part black, would have ever known Meghan Markle was black, and what kind of racism is she dealing with when most of us think of racism? I'm not an expert, thankfully, but when most of us think of racism, we think of it as most basic level as you look like X, so I am going to treat you like Y, and it is a discriminatory behavior. But for Meghan Markle, you have no idea what her racial background might be, I don't think, just by looking at her. I would imagine that's true for most people in Britain as well. And so I think it is an interesting question because she is arguing that she's being treated unfairly because of her race in England. And I don't know that I buy into that argument at all. I, I just I want to know in in what way is that actually occurring? I mean, you know, I would want some idea as to why they think that that is the situation. Other than look, claiming this victimhood status Certainly. is very popular for people to do as a general matter in the United States. Oh, I'm a victim. I'm a victim. It's very popular to do in the UK as well. And celebrities, as we know, love to cling to it. I mean, people like Elizabeth Warren, right? pretended to be native american yes because it was of of particular benefit to her academically and i i just think it's interesting that we're we're supposed to believe that that there that that a person is experiencing acute rate and calling people racists right yes this is not a calling somebody racist is meant to destroy their reputation to cast them out from society to do them serious psychological and reputational harm that's what calling someone a racist whether it's the royal family or your neighbor down the street that's what it does and to make that claim when you are somebody who i i i don't i mean i would not i do not does anyone look at Meghan markle and immediately think that they would know if she weren't constantly announcing and making claims about her heritage, what race she is? I think the answer would have to be no. Yeah, and I think that's an interesting point too, Buck. And what I will bring home, because I am embarrassingly pretty well plugged in on the royal family for decades. This is embarrassing. Uh, But if you go back in time to when Prince William was dating Kate before they were married, she was ridiculed in the press because her mom, I believe, was a stewardess on an airline, and she was not, and I think I'm correct on this, she was not of royal lineage, right? She didn't have some extreme title. She didn't have some, you know, she wasn't a duchess. She wasn't. So the reason why I'm bringing this up is there is a, I think, certainly, 
caste-based, class-based prejudice that exists inside of the royal family. Well, yeah, I, that, that I can of, see. In favor of royal titles, though, is what I'm saying. So how much of Meghan Markle's treatment is not based on her race, but it's based on the fact that she's just a middle-class American actress, right? Like, So in other words, if, you, if Meghan Markle was just a blonde-haired, blue-eyed uh, star, and that star is being exaggerated, she wasn't that high level of an actress, right? We're not talking about uh, someone at the peak of, uh, of Hollywood. Yeah, she was on a, US, it, a USA show that I have never seen. That I've yes. never watched, right? So, But if you put her and you took away, like, okay, she is of mixed race heritage, whatever, and you made that the least race conscious, like a blonde hair, blue eyed, exact same Meghan Markle, and Harry marries her, and she is a mid-tier, at best, American actress from a middle-class, at best, background, I think she'd probably get a lot of ridicule. Because I'm old enough to remember when I was studying overseas and in England and when they were dating uh, Prince uh, William and, uh, and, and Kate, she got roasted in the tabloids all the time because she wasn't of an elite enough uh, class in some people's mind, to have been dating William. And I, if that's the case for her, who is British and who has a family, I think, that was successful, then I would think that Meghan Markle, even if she were just uh, a non, no racial background other than a blonde-haired, blue-eyed white girl, I would think she would have gotten lit up. And they lit up everybody, it seemed like, that Harry dated in general, including Harry himself, who, remember, Buck, Harry went to a Halloween party dressed as a Nazi soldier. Do you remember that? I do remember that. So some of the things that Harry got criticized for while they now are like, hey, this is uh, really unfair criticism. If you're the, 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 the second heir to the throne in England and you go to a Halloween party dressed as a Nazi soldier, I can see why the tabloids in England might have had a little bit of an issue with you. And certainly it appears he had a partying and alcohol background. I'm not judging that. Lots of people do. But it's very easy to claim victimhood. If you take a step back and look at their treatment, how much of it is just based on being famous and sometimes, certainly in the case of Harry, having done some dumb things when you were young? Yeah, also it seems to me to be a, a strange thing to marry into a royal family that lives a life of unearned luxury and and financial i mean you know to to say that they are um in a in a particularly privileged situation is an understatement things are so rough and you're you're so marginalized and things are so difficult that that you get to become a princess and then complain about it all the time and then get to be worth tens of millions of dollars for whining about how hard everybody was on you when you became a princess i mean look i you know I'm not into all this. I was forced to watch. I was forced You're to watch. You're now getting a little into bit. it. It's the psychology of this book. And I'll just point this out. She did a sit down exclusive interview with Oprah Winfrey, claiming that she was disgusted by her behavior from the royal family and that all she and Harry wanted was privacy. I believe they now have a six part Netflix series that seems like the opposite of requesting privacy. I'm just going to toss it out there. If I were like, hey, you know what? I'm tired of working. I've got to have uh, way more privacy. My family, and this is obviously I'm not saying this, but if I did all that and then, Buck, a year later, there was like a 10-part Netflix documentary yeah. that came out about me, you'd be like, I don't know that I so, buy Clay wanting privacy. 
I think, I mean, I would just, I think that the royal family is preposterous and should have been abolished a long time ago. And it's hard to take the, the British people seriously as long as they still, at least the ones that think that this is important and should endure. That's my opinion as an American, which I'm allowed to say because I'm pretty sure we want a war so we can say these things a long time ago. Um, but beyond that, I mean, Meghan and Harry are horrible. That's, that's really the real takeaway is they're just narcissistic and, and generally worthless to the public conversation. Not only, Buck, did we win a war against them, we actually saved their entire country. So I think we can comment. By the way, our producer, Allie, this is good. She says they treated Princess Di the same way because Di was more of a commoner. And she says what a Megan experienced, and I think this is a good diagnosis by Allie, is actually elitism, not racism. Well said. That's what I was trying there to get at. She summed it well, up. I, All right, I we come it's... back. Final uh, segment, by the way. This is the last segment that Buck and I will be together this year. Buck's going to have the show tomorrow. I'm headed down to the Florida Keys with 14 family members. I'll be with you on Thursday and Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of next week. Buck will have the show solo Monday, Tuesday. And then we're going to be out for Christmas and the new year. We'll be back with you shortly thereafter. But just FYI, final segment you'll hear from us until next year. This is Clay and Buck. Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck, a new podcast. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation, and three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fees, just a Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick-charging battery, and a top-tier data security system. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk will connect you to the most dependable 5G network in America, for half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. The average size family saves almost $1,000 a year. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. 
Just go to puretalk.com slash clay and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash clay to switch to the cell phone company my family relies on, Pure Talk. We're going to be closing up shop here today on Clay and Buck. I'm going to be in solo tomorrow. Um, Clay's going on vacation with his family uh, down in the Keys. Yes, we can't wait. Which is a very, very beautiful place. I've been down in the Keys a few times. Uh, can get a little rowdy down there sometimes, depending we will on the not time be. of year. We've got 14 family members, uh, many of whom are kids. That so you guys be, are uh, the rowdy. You're like the crew that rolls into a restaurant, and they got to get the extra, like the fold-out chairs and everything. You know, it's going to be... Quite a scene. Making a restaurant reservation for 14 people is not easy to do. I'll just I toss that out. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I'll be in, I'll be in Monday and Tuesday as well. And then Clay will roll you out until, uh, the Christmas holiday by being in on Wednesday, Thursday and Friday of next week. So that's the break. And then we'll have some fantastic guest hosts in for us in between because we're going to take a little bit of a, of a holiday, both of us a holiday. From Christmas to New Year's. And then we're going to be in 2023. And we're just going to save America, learn a lot of cool stuff, and have a lot of fun while we do it. Because that is that is uh, how we get things done here. And I wanted to get to to some... By the way, have you had it? You haven't had a chance yet to look at the pale blue eye trailer yet, you right? You sent me Ed, the trailer. I have Ed, not. Edgar Allan Poe that. is played by somebody in it as well. I, I got to say, it looks pretty good. There's kind of a satanic cult thing. Uh, you know, vibe from the trailer of the who's doing the murders. I don't know. It looks, it looks, looks like it might be actually a pretty, pretty worthwhile. I am a I'm, nerd. De- I'm desperate for good content these days. Obviously, I got suckered into watching the Harry and Meghan thing. Oh yeah, no doubt. I'm a nerd for all of that. Um, you know, military history in general around the Civil War era, and so obviously Northern and Southern generals, for the most part, many of them went to West Point. And so that era of West Point, you know, the 1840s, the 1850s, leading up to the Civil War from 1861 to 1865, um, is, uh, is always been an era that I find to be incredibly intriguing. And so, uh, I bet I'll watch this new movie too. We have Ben in Joplin, Missouri talking about TikTok. What's going on, Ben? Hey guys. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Um, so, from my perspective, I've been on TikTok for just over a year myself, and I've managed to accumulate about 150,000 followers, and it has been the best thing for my small business here that I've ever done. And so I really don't want to see it get banned. I can understand maybe banning it from federal employee phones because we definitely don't want any outside actors getting state secrets and whatnot. But um, you know, if anything, this, this, the Twitter files has shown us we've got a lot more, in my opinion, anyway, we've got a lot more to worry about from our own government. And like you said, Google spying yeah. on us and listening to us. I don't care if Xi Jinping knows what's in my Amazon shopping cart. You know what I'm saying? I've got nothing to hide from them. Well, this is, this is what I keep saying. People say, oh, the, the, the habits and the thing. I, I have TikTok. I don't, I don't post to TikTok. I, I did it a couple of times during the pandemic when I, le- when I learned what, it, I didn't even know what it was till the pandemic. Um, but that's when I, I learned about it. But I, my TikTok is like, uh, like healthy living, cooking steak and, you know, cute puppies and like people that are doing, you know, crocodile wrangling. 
Yeah. Okay, who cares? Like, well, what, yeah. what, what exactly? If Xi Jinping can use that to conquer America, I got news for everybody. <laughs> we We're screwed problems. anyway. That's what I don't, yeah. you know. So I know right now it's very, you know, it's very in vogue for all these Republicans to say this, but a lot of the Republicans are making a lot of noise about this in the Senate. I want to be like, what are you doing to rein in Google exactly? Just, just let me know that before you tell me that we're going to ban TikTok. No, I think it's, I think it's a fantastic question. Paulette in Louisville uh, has got an opinion on why Republican voters are more likely to split their tickets, or at least have been, uh, in the most recent presidential and midterm. What do you got for us? Hi. Yes, I'll make it short and sweet. I think Republicans have such a high standard of whom they vote for because most of us are hardworking, uh, hardworking people, entrepreneurs. So when it comes to candidates, if we don't think they are worthy of our vote, we don't vote for them. So we might vote for other Republicans, but if we don't like the can- a candidate that's running in another category, we just simply don't vote for them. It's a good question, Buck. I've wondered if... So we know in Georgia, for instance, thank you for the call, by the way, Paulette, we know in Georgia that seven out of eight Republicans won. If Republicans had won, run a totally generic Senate candidate, right, whoever you can think of that would be a generic, inoffensive Senate candidate, and that person had not had the background that they went after with Herschel Walker, would he or she have won? In other words, if Kelly Loeffler, let's say, had been on the ballot this year in Georgia, would she have beaten the Reverend Raphael Warnock uh, because of the amount? Now, I think that's a rematch, right? So that might be a little bit of a of a different. Yeah, uh, she aspect. lost, so I wouldn't go with her, but just yeah, you know, but, someone but, else. But I I mean her to be generic in that you could attack Kelly Loeffler. It wasn't for like some personal failing. She was a fairly normal Republican. Find someone else. Would that have made a difference? I think that's the question that I would well, like well, to have been able to poll. I also think that the caller brings up. Republicans can t- we can be a little a little bit of uh you know sticklers Moralistic. for perfection a little, little bit of purity chasing here yeah. a lot of the time and we even see it amongst ourselves uh you know meaning meaning within the party I think on on a range of issues um you know for example if you you can say I voted for Trump twice I think Trump is a great guy who's done amazing things for the country I don't like this thing that Trump just said and people are like why are you why are you a turncoat yeah that's true that's crazy that's just crazy. I don't know what else to say. That's like that's not that's not living in reality. Um, and so it's important that we understand the Democrats. They want to keep their they want to keep their mob, their team as yeah. big as possible and utilize it as much as possible. On our side, we get people who look. You saw this. In, you saw this in Arizona. Like no, I don't like Blake Masters enough because of X, Y, or Z among Republicans. Yeah, because he wasn't perfect enough, so they let a Democrat win. Same thing with Carrie Lake. I mean, yeah. and again, the data reflects that if every Republican had voted for the Republican ticket, everybody wins close races. Close the show out here. Randy in Salem, Oregon. Randy, what you got for us? Clay, I wanted to ask you, why do we have a Jimmy Kimmel, Kimmel L.A. Bowl and we don't have a Greg Gutfeld Bowl or an Adam Carolla Bowl? <laughs> That would be fun. Who would you like to see a bowl game named after? I mean, the answer is pretty simple because Disney slash ESPN owns all of the bowl games, and so they decided to name one after Jimmy Kimmel for promotional purposes for his show. You know what would be wouldn't be amazing? If one of the big networks launched a late-night comedy show where they actually were just doing comedy. Wouldn't that be a, a phenomenal? I mean, look, 
Greg has done a great job at Fox. That's a little bit of a, of a center-right uh, approach to things, right? Yeah. I'm just saying, if you just put a straight-up comedian who had no no political inclinations whatsoever, I think there would be a market for that. But maybe Because it's not Jimmy Kimmel. That guy's the worst. No, I think there is a huge market for just making people laugh, irrespective of their political leanings. We love entertaining you, hopefully also educating you. Thanks for hanging out with us. Still a lot more shows to come before the end of the year. We'll see you then. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for for more details. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation supports America's greatest heroes, our service members, and first responders who die or are severely injured in the line of duty, as well as homeless veterans. These are heroes we all owe a debt of gratitude to. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responders, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs honor the sacrifices made for us. We're honoring the men and women who risk their lives and bodies for our country and our communities. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America with over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Not to mention there are dozens of golf outings and barbecues. The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute educates kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day while helping our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Hear fascinating animal stories to explore wildlife across the globe in Season 3 of Amazing Wildlife. Starting March 15th, listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.